This is the Handyman Business Coach Podcast number 10. I'm a firm believer if you do the right things, you will reap what you sow. You do the right thing, it will come back to you. And it will come back to you tenfold. I've lived it. I know that if I just do the right thing, everything's going to work out in the end. Think about yourself first. It's going to bite you eventually. It's just a matter of when. You're listening to the Handyman Business Coach Podcast. Even though we may not have the same story, I would guarantee there are specific areas in your handyman business you're struggling with all by yourself like I did for years. And you don't know who to turn to for trusted, proven solutions. Now for the good news, you don't have to struggle alone anymore. My name is Rick E. Patterson and I'm the Handyman Business Coach. Hello, this is Rick Patterson with the Handyman Business Coach Podcast, and I'm telling you what, I am so pumped to have our guest come back with us today. His name is Alan Stevenson. If you have not heard the first episode with Alan, I want you to go back and listen to Alan Stevenson's great uh, podcast interview that we did earlier. Now, that will give you some foundation after you listen to this, of course. I don't want you to be leaving this one, but go back and you'll get a better foundation of knowing exactly the heart of this man, because I tell you what, um, he has gone through some, some really tough times, and very few people, very few people that I've heard of uh, survive uh, what he's gone through. So, um, Alan, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I woke <laughs> up this morning. Every day I wake up is a good day. Every day, every day is a great day, isn't it? Really? Okay, so let's pick up where we where we didn't get to go last time, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, a health issue that threatened your life, and it does a lot of people. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I had been in pain, um, a lot of pain. I thought it was old injuries coming back from motocross bikes and thinking I was nine feet tall and bulletproof when I was young. And the summer of 2015, I sneezed one day and it, and it actually put me on the floor, hurt my back. I was pretty sure I fractured some ribs and I really didn't think a lot of it. I didn't go to the doctor. You've got to be tough when you're stupid. And as a young man, I was pretty stupid. So it just wasn't getting any better. And in March, on March 30th of 2016, uh, I was, I kept getting chest congestion every few months and I was sick again. I started coughing and it caused my L5 vertebra to collapse. I'd actually broken half uh, from me coughing. Oh. I found out that I had uh, a cancer called multiple myeloma. It's a cancer of the blood that basically makes your bones disintegrate. It's pretty rare. It's like 1% of all cancer diagnosis. Very aggressive. Found out I had fractures in every vertebra. I had clusters of fractures in my ribs, like spider webs going through my ribs on both sides. I had 147 lesions on my bones from my thighs to my skull. Wow. 60% of the cells in my bone marrow was cancerous. They uh, said I probably had as much as five pounds of cancerous cells in just in my bone marrow. And uh, they told me I probably had about three months to live unless I got very aggressive treatment. But I'm very blessed that the best place in the world, in my opinion, to be treated for multiple myeloma is in Little Rock, Arkansas at UAMS Myeloma Institute, uh, University of Arkansas Medical Sciences. And they're so amazing. I'm in Louisiana and they're so amazing. I don't even make fun of Arkansas anymore. So. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you this real quick, just to lighten this up a little bit, because I want to get back into it. But uh, I have a friend that I, when I first met, met, met him, I always ask people, you know, hey, where are you from? 
and he said Arkansas, and I said, "Really, what street?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh! So, Alan, what's what? I'm just kind of curious because um, I I know and knew nothing about this uh, cancer. What's the fatality or what's the uh, mortality on this? Well, if a doctor ever tells you that something's wrong with you and don't Google it, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you know, a lot of the information that you see on the internet is old. They've made a lot of strides lately. I mean, I've met people dealing with it for 25 years. They call it an incurable cancer because mm -hmm. it's something that will always stay with you. But in some cases, it is manageable. And in a lot of cases, it's manageable. There are some people that, boy, it just ravages them, and there's just nothing they can do. Um, they can slow it down a little bit, but uh, I've been very fortunate that I've gone through very aggressive treatments, and that is the key. And is if you ever know anybody that's diagnosed with multiple myeloma, tell them do not go to a local oncologist. They need to go to a specialist in multiple myeloma. Okay. Gotcha. My wife happens to be a 44-year uh, veteran as a nurse practitioner. Right. And so she's constantly, you know, seeing her, her she specializes in family practice. So she, she will recommend certain people. Listen to your doctor. Listen to your, your medical provider. Get second and third opinions. I mean, uh, wow. Uh, I can't well, say I nearly, that. I nearly died because I wouldn't go to the doctor. And I will tell you, I've had a lot of that stubbornness beaten out of me the last yeah. few years. So Yeah. And, and you know what? If you don't listen to them and you don't act with them, you will be, you'll take your pride with you to the grave. All right. Here's an instance. My wife, she sometimes, and thinking about it just makes me want to tear up here, but she comes home and I'll say, how was your day? And she says, well, I need to tell you something. And it's like, okay, let me sit down, you know? And she said, I saw a man yesterday, him, his wife, did a physical on him, found out that he was uh, in the beginnings of having a heart attack. And she just put her stethoscope away and said, you need to go right now to the emergency room. And so they left, the husband and wife left. And the wife called the next day and said, he didn't listen to you and he died last night. Yep. You know, our thing is, man, we think we're, we're invincible. We, we, we have this mentality when we're 15, uh, in, in young, young age, teen, teenage age. It's like, yeah, watch, you know, famous last words is, hey, watch this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, watch this. Famous last words. And we take that, that invincibility that we falsely believe about ourselves and move into adulthood. And then we say, ah, it's just a cold or ah, I'll get over it. Oh, it's just a temperature. I'll get over it. And you keep on, you don't listen to it. I oh, the day, that, the day that my vertebra collapsed, I was actually in the shower when it happened. I was at home alone in our upstairs bathroom. And after a few minutes, I was able to get up, dried off, got dressed, made my way down the stairs, even though I looked like I'd had a stroke. I couldn't, I was just shuffling my feet, crawled in my truck. I could not step oh. into it. And I went to work. Went to work. Okay. Yes. Spent All most right. of the night in tears. Finally went to see my primary care doctor the next day. And he did x-rays, told me I needed to go to the emergency room. I needed two MRIs because I had so much damage to my spine. 
He could see damage all over my spine. And I said, I'm not dealing with them. Just give me some painkillers and schedule it. So I walked around on collapsed vertebrae for a week and a half. It's a wonder I'm not, not paralyzed. Right, right. Wow. All right. So we're, we're going to do something. And I want you to stay with me through this to the very end. And to, I'm speaking to my listening audience here. I want you to stay at the very end because I'm going to do something. I'm going to step up myself and I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you. Men, we love challenges. Okay. So I'm going to present a challenge. But before we get to that, let's get to the question of this interview and the question of the day. Now, Guys, we talk about the six pillars of a successful business. Now, I uh, put the word handyman inside of it because this is my listening audience and we're all handyman business owners here. So those six pillars are family, character, sales, marketing, admin, and business development. So Alan, let me ask you this. Of the ones I just named, which one really resonates with you and, 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 then, and then tell me why? Rick, that's really hard for me to answer. I kind of look at things like I, I would a race car. Now, I don't have a race car, but I've did a, done a little racing in my lifetime. Okay. And, uh, you know, if you put all your money into the engine, but none into the tires and suspension, it's not going to work. You put it all in the suspension it's and none in the motor, it's not going to work. Yeah. It is a balance of all of it. All right. You know, for me, and I know... This isn't about a sermon, but I'll just say for me, it's God first, Yes. then family, yeah. then business. Sometimes I get those out of order and things don't work. It's I've been fairly su successful in life as a financial advisor. Now I've got three other businesses as well. I've been successful in, with business, family, and fr friends, all those relationships. Yes. But for most of my life, it's been a square peg, round hole, and I just beat it until it goes. Right. It's been a fight. When I put things in the right order, it's round peg, round hole. Yeah. And is extremely important. I mean, if you really think is. about yourself first, it's going to bite you eventually. It's just a matter of when. Right. I'm a firm believer if you do the right things, you will reap what you sow. You do the right Absolutely. thing, it will come back to you. Absolutely. And, and it will come back to you. I've lived it. I've experienced it. I know it's true. I'm in the position that I am now because... I know that if I just do the right thing, everything's going to work out in the end. You know, I've got to do my part. I've got to work hard. I've got to learn. But if I do the right thing, it's going to work. Yes. And it's very important for us to remember that we're business owners first and then, you know, then handyman or carpenter or financial advisor or whatever your doctor, lawyer, whatever it is your business owner first. Yes. And when you put that in that, when you have that mindset, then you say, okay, well now what do I need to do as a business owner? You know, I've got to learn how to market. I've got to learn, you know, the sales process. Right. And it is a completely separate occupation. It's very hard for people to make that jump. So right. the key to it is finding people do what you're good at and find people to do what you're not good at and pay bingo. Them. bingo. All right. So, you, you know, guys, this is what I teach. Uh, when I do my coaching, my students will, will come to me with what I call, they think it's a deep need. It may be a, a need, but it's not necessarily, we talk more about the want. Yeah. You need to have steady income, 
but what do you really want from that steady income? What is it going to give you? What's the results of that? As you think about this, and if you've ever read the book, The Money Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, I, I strongly recommend that book. I will put that in the description below. I have a little saying. It says that readers lead and leaders read. Okay, let me say that again. Readers lead and leaders read. Do you see where it's going? So the importance of you learning things about business, you know, there's only two ways to go <laughs> to learn, right? It's a school of hard knocks, which will take you decades, like it took me, decades to get where I'm at right now, if you make it, if you survive and persevere. Or you can get on the fast track, get in that far left lane on the highway, get in that fast track over there. Because these people in that far left lane, they know where they're going. <laughs> the people in the right are like, uh, I don't know if I take this exit. Is it this exit or the furthest one? Ah, I'm lost. Where do I get off or do I just keep going? There's a lot of questions for the, some sometimes in those people on the right-hand side because they're, they're trying to make a decision pretty quick of get off or get on or move over to the left lane. But those people in the left lane, they know where they're going. There is no cutoff or there is no option for them. They're going to stay in that lane and keep going as fast as possible. So what I've learned through the years is that, yes, you are right. It's all about having successful business systems. There's a saying that I like to uh, say quite a bit, Alan, is that successful systems make ordinary people like you and me extraordinary. For instance, right. take, take, take any business. Let's take uh, McDonald's. The local McDonald's up the street from you. If the girl or guy at the window, at the microphone, when you make the order, if she doesn't show up for work or if she quits that day, do you think they're going to shut down the entire store? Oh, definitely not. No. What do they do? They plug somebody else in there. They train them on how to, to operate in that one place. It, it, it works throughout the whole thing. Even if a manager quits or doesn't show up or gets sick or whatever, do they shut the store down? No, the owner go get somebody else. Hey, hey, I need, I need a manager over here. Can you help me out? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, I'll have somebody over there in just a few minutes. And, and people have to step in and all they do is follow the system because successful that, systems make That brings up another issue. Yeah. That, that brings up something that I talk a lot about and that is if, if your business stops because you get sick or injured or you die, mm -hmm. you don't really have a business. What you have is a no. job where you work for yourself. That's it. A business continues when a key person goes down. So what we're doing is um, like from my responsibilities with Handyman, I have a cheat sheet. It's got all of our accounts on it, the passwords. It's got co important contacts like the CPA. Right. So that my daughter is actually works as our bookkeeper for all of the businesses. Uh, she's 17, but I had my CPA firm trainer. And uh, so she knows where everything is. With my financial practice, I have a buy-sell agreement with another financial advisor. So if I pass away or I, my cancer comes back or I'm injured in a car wreck, he could take over my practice. He would buy my practice from my wife. My mm -hmm. in handyman, my business partner, he's the one that quotes the jobs. He runs, he runs the schedule. Well, we're training my oldest son, who's our foreman, to step into his position and be able to uh, run jobs. And my business partner, he's had times when he was sick or he had to go out of town. And for two or three days at a time, son would step into 
that role and he would run the jobs and he's done very well at it. So we're trying to cross train and, and, and to make those systems in place. Amazing. Well, Alan, listen, I want to thank you for your time and for your, your genius, sharing what's worked for you in your life and how things have, uh, have affected you and even caused you to grow, uh, not only in your business, which is going tremendously. All right. So listen, this podcast is going to be launched on the 25th and I want to do something. That's my birthday. I'll be 64. And I, I, like you, want to leave a legacy of some sort. And I'm all about that now. How do I do this? Will people remember me? One tangible way that I want to give back, and this is one of the reasons I asked you to come on, because I want to make this challenge to our listening audience. Alan, you told me the story about when you were in uh, treatment in Little Rock that you stayed in a certain place. Would you tell me a little bit more about that place? Yeah, it was a uh, home away from home. You know, I had to be in Little Rock for basically a month at a time. I thought we were going to have to stay at a hotel, which is extremely expensive and honestly, extremely inconvenient. It's just right. not a good situation uh, when somebody's going through stem cell transplants and right. you need to be able to just get in another room and sleep and, and rest. And so with home away from home, they actually have apartments that or in the ministry's name, it, it's, it started from a church uh, ministry, and now they've gone out on their own. It's in the uh, nonprofit's name, the, the apartments are, and they have the utilities in their name, the, the places are furnished, the, all, all the ladies are volunteers, just amazing. That's cool. Just the love that they give. And so basically, we've sublet, the patients would sublet those apartments. And so for about half the price of a hotel, mm -hmm then we had a full apartment and, and it was just a tremendous, tremendous thing. So it's a great ministry. And in my situation, I had to pay for the apartment, but they do try to do scholarships so that people don't have to pay or don't have to pay as much because I will tell you that the financial burden is tremendous when a disease like that hits. All right. So let's do this here. I'm going to put out a challenge. I am going to speak with one of the representatives today. I've already scoped them out, already have their uh, URL to their website, and there is a place there, and I'm going to provide this in the description below, and I'm going to put out a challenge. For my birthday, I'm going to donate in, in what I call match $100. Actually, it's um, uh, a little bit more. It's $175, okay? And here's why I'm doing $175. I want to give you the opportunity to contribute and donate to this cause, I will let them know that I will put a link, a URL with a link like my name, Coach Rick, on the back of it. And then that way they know that once it reaches $175, I'm going to match that. What that will do is something small, but it's very big. It gives, according to the website, now it'll give a person a week stay, $350. Give them a week stay there at home away from home and, and, and while they're getting that treatment. I want to be able to give back. Would you join me in that? So uh, you, you can donate any level that you want to. Just make sure that you click on my link below. It will send you there. I'm going to make these arrangements for this uh, after the show. And i tell you what, I want to be able to give back. How about you? Okay, this is one. Just Thank you very really much for doing tangible. that, Rick. 
You're welcome, Alan. This is just one tangible way of us giving back and leaving a legacy. To be able to bless a family, to say, hey, we got a scholarship here that was given by some handymen. Next time you need something done, hug a handyman, right? There you go. <laughs> Alan, thank you so much for being with us. Now, for those in the West Monroe, Louisiana area, how can a homeowner get a hold of you? Well, we've got a website. We're on Facebook. It's 911handymanllc.com. Okay. 911handymanllc.com. Our email address is info, I-N-F-O, at 911handymanllc.com. Good, good. Make sure, uh, guys, that you put the LLC on the back on the back end of that where it doesn't get confused with anybody else. Well, Alan, we're out of time right now. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you listening to us. Alan Stevenson, thanks so much. And I want to have you back. And I hope that you would accept my invitation to come back again. There's so much information, more information I want to get from you. Thank you again, sir. All right. Thank you. Well, we've run out of time once again. I hope you've enjoyed our time together as much as I have. If you have, please download today's episode and just as importantly, leave your best review and comments of your takeaway. By doing so, I will give you in return a free 15-minute personal phone call to talk about any specific challenges you face in your own handyman business. This is my way of showing gratitude to you, my faithful listening audience and friends. Simply email me directly at rick at thehandymanbusinesscoach.com with your name and phone number, and we'll set a time up together to talk then. Until next time, be safe, be kind, and be the best version of you.